I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. today. Becca is going to be chiming in and giving us a little bit of a life update in just a few minutes. Um, It's been a little bit since she left her job at the dairy and she's been busy, busy, busy. Um, I know when we talked before she, before her final day at the dairy, she was worried about what she was going to do to fill her time and what was next for her. And I've been keeping up with her a little bit, and she's busy. Like, I'm exhausted just listening to all the things that she has going on. She's driving all over the place, um, doing a lot of really cool things, and I'm excited for you guys to hear and and catch up with Becca. Um, But before we get to that, I figure figure we'll do a little uh, life update for everybody. So I don't have a whole lot going on. (laughs) it's pretty sad I'm like I'm just rooting for Becca and I'm like I don't have anything going on but I'm exhausted for you (laughs) anyway um so I guess a quick little update on the marsh um we just finished our sanding for the year so if you kind of missed what sanding is that's kind of like our big winter project so cranberries grow in a sandy acidic soil And in the winter months, when it gets really cold, we flood up all of the cranberry vines um, under about two feet of water. So all the vine tips are covered in water. And then we wait for that water to freeze. Um, So then we pull off any remaining water so that ice will act as a a protecting blanket over the vines throughout the winter so they don't get exposed to the cold elements and freeze off and die in the spring. And then once we have about like 12 to 14 inches of ice made on top of the cranberry vines, we go in with dump trucks full of sand, the same sand that the cranberry vines are growing in, and we'll drive those dump trucks full of sand right on on the ice, and then we'll spread like a quarter inch layer of sand on top of the ice. So when that that, uh, ice melts in the spring, Um, That sand will filter through the vines. It creates new growth in the vines, and it also suffocates out any insects that might have laid eggs um, previously, like in the fall, um, and it suffocates them so they don't hatch in the spring. So it's a win-win situation, and we do this every year, um, but one bed only gets sand like once every three or four years. So we have a little rotation, so we're not doing the same beds every single year because they don't need sanding every single year so um, we just finished that process it was kind of um, a a last minute decision to get everything done we were kind of waiting and then it warmed up and then it got cold again and um, it was this whole big it was this whole big thing so you have to have perfect weather to do this so the sand isn't freezing up and creating clumps and it can't be too hot because then the ice starts melting and then you lose ice faster and then it's just a sloppy mess so we had to wait for perfect temperatures when it was like 35 degrees or so. So um, that just wrapped up, and now um, we are just kind of finishing up last-minute maintenance stuff, getting things ready for the spring, uh, making sure all of our irrigation pumps have oil, um, filters are changed, all the oil and fuel filters are changed and all of the equipment, um, all of the trucks are getting serviced, all the equipment's getting serviced, that kind of thing. So 
there's always something going on out here. Um, so that's fun. Um, other than that, let's see what else is going on. Um, I guess the only other thing, uh, Dan and I are going to Milwaukee, um, well, today, I guess when the episode comes out, we're going to see Bruce Springsteen in concert down in Milwaukee, which I'm really excited about. I saw him in Milwaukee, um, six or seven years ago, I think, with my dad, and that was easily one of my favorite nights I've ever had, (laughs) seeing Bruce Springsteen with my dad. Um, So I'm excited to take Dan, and we're meeting my cousin down there and his girlfriend, so we're going to go get some dinner and then go see the boss, and I'm really excited. It'll be a good time. Um, And then my darling little child, this is literally like the only thing I have going on ever. I don't, we don't do anything. (laughs) It's kind of sad, but um, yeah, this is like the only thing I have on my calendar where I'm actually leaving the house and not like doing something over Zoom. And uh, we were sitting watching TV on Sunday night and out of like, out of nowhere, I'm just sitting watching TV and Porter's like running around and playing. He comes up and he just smokes me in the eye with a remote control (laughs) and it hurt. Like it, it was bad. It was really hard for me not to cry. (laughs) It hurt so bad. And, um, I felt it and it immediately felt hot and I could feel a bump and I was like, no way. (laughs) So I, I ran and I got some frozen vegetables and I sat and I, I just held that on there, hoping that my eye wasn't going to swell shut. And I woke up uh, the following morning, and I have this huge shiner underneath my eye. And I have no idea how I'm going to cover this up with makeup so it doesn't look like uh, Dan is, uh, you know, like, I I don't know how I'm going to cover this up so I can be out in public and have my husband not get arrested or something. So um, we'll see how that goes. I don't know if I'm just going to have to wear sunglasses all night or... Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I haven't, I've, I haven't really touched it at all today. It's pretty sore, but it, it's, uh, it's noticeable. So we'll see. So thank you. Thank you, Porter, for that. I appreciate it. Um, also, okay. So we were watching The Last of Us and, um, I don't, are you guys watching this? It's like, a. it's on HBO. It's based off a video game. I knew nothing about this going into it, so I, I have no idea. I had no idea what it was about. I typically don't like zombie things. I don't like things that could potentially happen. Like, it's too, it's too, it's not sci-fi enough for me to enjoy it. Like, it could, like, in my mind, it could actually happen. It's like a, um, a fungus that people get infected with, and it turns you into, like, a zombie, and it, like, kills you inside, but the fungus can still control your body kind of a thing. It's, it's a good show. I, I don't like zombie things, but it's a good show mostly because, okay, I'm just gonna, uh, okay, um, I'm, okay, if you are a fellow listening to this, if you just want to go ahead and skip forward, like, a minute and a half, two minutes, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you time to go ahead and just skip ahead. Okay, so now that's just the ladies. What is going to be, like, the trending white girl sneaker for this summer? Because I just bought a pair of Air Force ones. Okay, now that the guys are really gone. What kind of nail polish are we wearing? Like, I can't for the life of me find anything that looks flattering for the summer. Okay, now that the guys are really gone, 
are you guys on Pedro Pascal TikTok? He is in The Last of Us, and I didn't really know who he was until I started watching this, and if you are not on that side of TikTok, let me know, and I will put you onto it, because he's just, I, just, just let me know, and, uh, we'll talk about it later. Okay, so now that the guys are back listening, the show's really good. If you haven't checked it out, it's on HBO, you can watch it online, whatever, it's on Sunday nights. I think the season's almost over, though, so if you haven't watched it yet, you may want to get caught up. Um, anyway, so I'm just sitting here rocking my shiner, getting ready to go to a Bruce Springsteen concert, so I hope that your week is off to a better start. (laughs) Um, anyway, so, yeah, um, I'm excited to hear from Becca, (laughs) getting back on track, I'm excited to hear from Becca and find out what she's been up to. Next week, we have another guest joining the podcast. Um, I think you guys are going to really like this one, especially if you're over on the east side of Wisconsin. You might already be familiar with the Farm Wisconsin Discovery Center. I had no idea about it, and I'm really glad that um, we had this guest to come on and talk about it because it's really cool. So don't miss next week because you're going to want to plan your summer vacation around it. So anyway... Thank you guys for listening, and let's talk to Becca. Hello, hello. It is Becca. I figured I'd come on and do a little life update. It's been a little over a month since I left my job at the dairy, and a lot of things have happened, and a lot of things that I thought would happen would happen haven't yet. Uh, it's just, it's been weird, but in, like, the best way possible. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, haven't heard, new listeners, if you're new, hi, thank you for being here. Um, but I made the decision in January to leave my job at the dairy farm. I had been on the dairy for almost 14 years. It would have been 14 years next month. But it was just, it was time for a change. Um, yeah, farming is, uh, there's an episode a few I don't know what episode I should have looked, but there's an episode where I kind of discuss why I left um, more in depth and stuff like that. So if you don't listen to that, go back and check it out. But basically, I just I needed a change. I needed something that was uh, going to be better for my family, hour-wise, um, and just a little less demanding, I think, would be a good way to put it. But anyways, I finished my last day was... January 31st, it's our 31 days in January, the last day of January, was my last day, and I just, I don't know, I thought I was going to get, like, all this stuff done, I thought my house was going to be immaculately clean, I thought I was going to get some projects that I wanted to work on done, and honestly, none of that has happened, I'm not sure if that's something to laugh about, but it's been really busy, but in, like, a really good way, so when I first left, the first few days, I was helping a friend move some cattle, around. I was kind of just, just getting caught up on, on life. I, I still, I said that the one thing I wanted to do was just lie on the couch all day and do nothing. I still haven't done that, you guys. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I mean, I'm sure I could have, but at the same time, I'm just so excited about so many things that I haven't allowed myself to rest yet. So whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not entirely sure, but, um, with leaving the dairy, I've been able to focus where me and my husband both have been able to focus a little bit more on, on our operation. We, since we got married, since we moved to the farm, have 
raised calves and we raise bottle calves. Um, we mainly do all dairy breeds, but we do like brown Swiss and then we do Holsteins and Holstein Angus crosses. Um, if you're not too familiar with the dairy industry, uh, Holstein Angus cross is becoming more and more popular because you don't always need like replacement heifers. Um, and if you get a black calf rather than just a Holstein calf, it's going to sell a lot better just because it's black, like literally. So um, a lot of farms now are choosing to use sex semen, which gives them a 90% chance of getting a heifer. And then for like the ones that they don't want a heifer out of, they'll use Angus semen or any sort of beef semen. Um, that way when the calf comes out, they can usually sell it for a little bit more or they can raise it out and... Um, they usually just have a little bit more fat content, a little bit better marbling and stuff than just uh, a Holstein animal. But a lot of it's in the way you feed them. This is not what the episode was about, but that was just a little rant. Um, I'm currently actually driving home. I met my dad in Madison today to deliver some pork. We had nine pigs that we've raised this year, and we didn't even get to keep them. Like, we sold all of them, which is totally fine. We have no bacon, and Sophia's upset about that. <laughs> so we actually, we kept one back, um, and we bought a boar, and we bred her. Y'all, that was, that was an experience. I don't know if she's pregnant yet. She should be coming into heat, like, at the, I think at the end of this week would be three weeks. Pigs are, um, they have a three-week, 21-day, uh, 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 gestation, whatever, cycle. And um, so she is pregnant. Their gestation cycle is three months, three weeks, and three days. So we could have piglets this summer. But that was, yeah, that was an experience. I've We've had pigs for on and off for a while, but I've never actually, like, bred, bred them. I remember in college we um, had to, like, process piglets. And we did go over, like, the breeding, but mainly collecting the semen. And so I was... I don't know why I'm even telling this story. Okay, so we, with the pigs, um, we got the boar from one of my old college professors, and she manages, like, the swine facility on campus. Um, Alicia, shout out if you're, if you happen to be listening. Anyway, so she gave, she gave us the boar, or we bought the boar, and, um, like she said not to keep them in the same pen just because when she comes in he he can get really aggressive like he will just keep riding her horny little devil and so we had him like we've got him in separate pens there's a gate between them um so that way we could kind of know when she was in heat so when that happened i twice a day i would open the pen let them like be together do their thing and alicia's like well is he like is he getting up in there and i was like i don't like I don't know she's like well you have to like you have to look you have to like help him if he needs it <laughs> and I was just like oh my god I did not picture myself doing this at 33 years old but um we won't go into more details about that but yeah so we'll see if uh, she's brought I'm excited um let's see what else has happened I got goats you guys I got goats it was a valentine's day present for uh from joey and goats um someone someone described them to me as little suicide machines and honestly i i'm not sure i can never get that out of my head um, so we started with four goats 
and I feel like a terrible farmer for saying this, like, but at the same time, I really don't think that there was anything that we could have done to prevent these things from happening. Um, so we started with four goats. We are unfortunately only down to two right now. Um, the very first one we lost was, he was like, he was kind of slow from the start. And the day after we got him, had just pure blood coming from his behind. I, I'm guessing he had to have had like an ulcer or something that, I mean, with people that I talked to, they were kind of thinking the same thing. Like he just, he never had a chance. There was so much blood. Um, so I, I tried all the things that I could think of to do for him. Um, I gave him fluids. I, um, gave him some like vitamins. I, I just, I did everything that I thought I could. Um, and unfortunately he passed away in our house over a heat register with me petting him like it was it was probably the best way he could have gone um and then the other one um got smushed smushed by his friends and this one was one that the person we had gotten him from like gave us another one because she felt so bad about the first one and i don't know if I don't know what happened, if they're trying to keep each other warm or what, but he, like, he was just flat out, and they were laying on him, and we brought him inside right away, um, and we brought him up to the house, because, like, he was kind of cold, and, again, he, he passed away in my arms, which was, uh, it was so frustrating, I hate to even think about it, but I just, I know that at least them passing, they, like, they were loved. And the kids have been doing okay with it. They've, we've got two goats now that are doing really well. Um, so yeah, goats are, bottle goats are a lot harder than I would have ever imagined, but they've been fun. They've been a learning experience. And I think as I get bigger, they'll, they'll be fun to have around the farm. Um, let's see what else. I've sold some more of my animals. I still have, I don't know, maybe like 30% of them left. I was able to put some in a sale. I um, just sold one that was in a sale, um, and she's going to go to a, a girl I went to college with, which is really awesome. I love knowing that they're going to go to good homes. I think that's, it's like, it's really hard, obviously, to sell them, but they're going to good homes, so that's honestly all that matters to me. Um, someone once told me that you're, like, what you value your cows at is never going to be as high as someone else, what they would value it at. So, like, I, you know, obviously I would love lots of money for all my cows because I think they're beautiful and I think they're worth a lot of money. But you have to remember that not everyone is going to think that. And, yeah. So, uh, what else have I been doing? We've had a lot of snow days. Like, last week was a full first week that we had a full week of school, no snow days. Um, the past, before that, it was like three weeks in a row we had at least one snow day. So that was fun. Um, but it was so, so nice that I was home. Because otherwise I'd be like trying to figure out how to get to work and take care of the kids. And not only that, but like having to drive to work in those conditions. The one day we had gotten probably a quarter inch of ice. And that would have not been fun to drive in. I'm not going to lie. And then, you know, with the snow and stuff too, it's just been, it's been really nice to stay home, to not have to be on the road driving a half hour to work when 
the road conditions are absolutely terrible. Um, so, yes. Also, the kids have been sick, so it's been nice to be home. Like, I hate that all this stuff happens, but at the same time, I feel like it's just a little reminder of, of why I chose to step away from the dairy and why, um, why, even though, like, I have hard days and days where I kind of miss, like, I think it was, it, I think it's mostly the structure and, like, the steady income, things like that. I miss that. But at the end of the day, I just, I know deep down it was still the right decision. And I'm just, I'm a better person for doing it. Um, okay. I've been trying out a few new things. <laughs> a few new retail avenues that I want to take. I don't think I want to share any of them just yet because I, I want to perfect it before I, like, announce it. Because I've already tried a couple things that I haven't enjoyed doing or I um, just, I don't know, hadn't turned out very well. So... I don't want to, like, say I'm going to do something and then not do it. So, I guess more to come on that. You'll just have to keep listening, and eventually I'll be ready to, I don't know, share what I've been doing. Um, I do want to talk, though. I had the opportunity to go to the Tastemakers Conference in Chicago this past week. Um, it was a Thursday-Friday conference, and something that... I think if I were not invited to, I I would have never, one, known about it, but I probably would have never thought to go. I, I love going to conferences. I've been to plenty of, like, agriculture conferences, dairy-based conferences, and those are amazing. Don't get me wrong. I love to, you know, learn from other farmers and that kind of thing, but this was a conference for, like, food bloggers, content creators, um, like just people that cook a lot things like that and it was absolutely incredible not only did we get to talk with like other creators and other people we got to learn a ton they had a like just a lot of good um, sessions I think some of my favorites were learning how to blog on uh, TikTok I went to a great one about YouTube, how to utilize that, and, oh, sorry, I was driving past a loud truck, I didn't really want to talk if it was going to cut me off, um, let's see, there was a lot about, like, SEO and things like that, but it was just, it was an amazing conference, the food was delicious, which is, I mean, a given you're at a foodie conference, but they had a ton of swag, which is really cool. A lot of new, like, kitchen products that, again, I, you know, most places, I'm not going to know about these kind of things because I'm just not in that space very much. Um, so I have to give a shout-out to Cargill because they were the ones that allowed me to come, to, that invited. Um, and there was a group of about, I think, 10 of us dairy farmers, or farmers in general, I guess, that went. And we got to hang out with each other a lot, which was awesome but then we also got to network with other people and that was honestly my favorite part because I think on social media it's really easy to always see the negatives that are happening you know when you get a vegan activist attack and it seems like it's you against the world I was reminded that that is not reality like yes those keyboard warriors are are very loud they they'll get in your head they don't stop but the majority of people, the majority of food bloggers, of um, uh, content creators, like recipe makers, 
at least at this conference, loved farming. They loved knowing where their food was coming from. They loved cooking with dairy and beef and butter. They loved butter. So it was just really cool. Like, I don't know if I was scared that I was going to have, like, a vegan yell at me at some point during the conference or not. But everyone was just so nice. And even I sat next to a plant-based blogger during one of the networking things that we did. She was still amazing. I mean, it's not like she wasn't like, you're a terrible person. We just, we eat differently, and that's okay. It's it's okay to have choices. You know, we're, we're so lucky that we have choices. And so I think, moral of the story, you're not alone. Like, the world is not out to get you. Um, and I think this week was just a, a big reminder of that. It was it was really refreshing to see um, to see that that kind of everyone could come together. And I think the next time I get like being an activist on my page, I'm gonna just have to remember that it's like yes, they're being loud, but they are not the majority. So that conference was really fun. Um, we went out in Chinatown, which was an experience. We went to a speakeasy, my first speakeasy ever. I don't think I actually knew what a speakeasy was until <laughs> so we got there. Um, but basically, it's like a hidden bar, I guess you could say. Like, the, it doesn't look like a bar until after you walk in, like, a, a random door. Um, and it was, it was so fun. So, yes, great food. I am happy to be home. I also had the honor of going to the Wisconsin Brunswick State annual meeting that they do and the two people that are the reason I'm in the agriculture industry were awarded the master breeder award and that was I am so happy I could be there that was really special for them to get that like I cannot think of anyone more deserving um so I was also able to kind of get up and say a few words for them and it was just it was really incredible I I just think about if I hadn't joined 4-H and hadn't gone to show dairy cattle, like, where I would be, I have, I have no idea. It's weird. It's weird to think about, but, all right. I feel like I've been rambling a while. Oh, yep, I've been rambling for almost 17 minutes. Um, I don't think I really have anything else. I'm just, I'm grateful that I'm home. I'm grateful that I've been keeping really busy. We've had a lot going on in the farms, kind of gearing up for farmer's markets. Um, I'm only going to be doing the two still that I've been doing in the past just because I I don't want to do too much. I don't really want to do Saturday markets um, because I want to be with my family and like Joey works every other Saturday so it's just, it'd be hard to do still. Um, and yeah, that's what I'm up to. So sorry for rambling so much but if you have any questions, you can always feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm pretty much an open book. I, I know a lot of other people have kind of been in the same or a similar position as me and so it's really helped me to just put out there like how I'm feeling how I'm doing because then someone else can maybe feel less alone and then sometimes when they reach out to me I feel less alone vice versa it, it works out for everyone so thank you for listening I'm sure we'll do another update in another couple months hopefully I'll have I don't know like sweet new things going on but um, if you guys are not following us on Facebook and Instagram, you can do so at Forward Farming Podcast. We're also on YouTube. Not all of our episodes are up there, but we're trying to to get <laughs> better at uploading them. Um, and then you can follow Amber at Cranberry Chats on pretty much all the platforms. And I am at Becca Hilby on all the platforms. So, oh, one more thing. If you haven't let us left us a rating or review, 
We would love, 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 love if you did that. You can do it on Apple Podcasts or I think Spotify has a rating thing or you can do it on Facebook. Anyway, just to know that we're doing something right and have someone listening to us. (laughs) I'm not begging you guys, but I'm begging you. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you next week. Bye.